And welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I am your host, Sean Fry. We've got friend of the show, Abby Farabi, head coach of St. Mary's Colgan Girls Basketball. Uh, as today is the first day that uh, practice can be held, November 15th. Uh, first day that practices for winter sports are being held across the state of Kansas. And so we bring Abby Farabi, St. Mary's Colgan Girls Basketball coach, back onto the show. She guide, Since she came on last time, she came on with her sister, uh, a couple, uh, quite a few months ago, uh, but since then you you have got you went on a on a state title run that got you to a runner up finish. Uh, tell me what that was like getting you know getting to Manhattan to the class two way yep class two way yep. state uh, state tournament making that run to the state championship game. Uh, you know, w- just w- what was that atmosphere that culture that 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 locker room like during it yeah first of all thanks for having me on again i really enjoy it but um you know i always i even still to this day i think about it i always tell the girls it was one of the best you know experiences of my life i think i was trying to figure it out this week and i think this will be my 11th season so i think last year was my 10th year um and we've never won a game at the state tournament in school history and i we've gone seven times you know since i was the coach and i just had a good feeling about this group you know we just all year, you know, they grinded. We lost, I think we lost three games during the regular season. And then postseason with the way COVID had it set up, we got to do a home game first round. Mm-hmm. So um, it was the best atmosphere I've ever experienced. You know, I played college ball, high school, everything. I mean, it was really awesome. And then um, my husband jokes that when we went to Manhattan, you know, we lost or we won on a buzzer beater. My freshman hit a game one yeah. shot and he said, if you would have lost, I would still joke that you could never win in Manhattan because we've never won a game there. But <laughs> I mean, it was just... It was just awesome, you know, especially with the way things were last year with COVID and, you know, we got quarantined and had to miss a couple of games. So Mm -hmm. just the adversity and the things that the kids had to face, it was just really, and you know, it brought the community together. We had people cheering for us, you know, Frontenac, our rival, Mm -hmm. had so many people blowing, you know, us up and it was just, it was really, really awesome. Uh, I'm curious when you got back from Manhattan, uh, that, that trip, what was you know, as you, everybody's going to give you a ton of adoration, you and every, you and your whole team uh, for what you accomplished. I'm curious how the loss sat with you. I was disappointed, but I would honestly say they were a better team than us. I mean, Sterling was loaded. They were a very, very good team, one through five. And not that we weren't, but. They took advantage of every mistake. They did. Like. And we had a lot of, you know, we came off a high, went in that game, you know, on a buzzer beater and then had to turn around and play. Gosh, because we had the late game, but I and I did not have very much time to prepare, you know, for the championship. But there's no excuses. But you know, I, I was satisfied. But and I also I always told my husband that I would retire when we won a game in the state tournament. Here I am, you know, back at it. So it's just <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever be satisfied until you know we can hang that white banner because the score. I think we lost by. 15 or so, but, you know, we kept it It was close. much closer than that for most yeah, of the game. Yeah, it was. We just could never, you know, and we some assignments that we had, we just, are we were young too, you know, some inexperienced caught up to us, and they packed it in on us, and we couldn't hit a shot, so it was just, but I, I don't know, it was just, it was a lot to take in in those, you know, couple of days we were there, but I wasn't disappointed at all. Now, one question I, I kind of have is, and, it, it, you know, myself as a reporter and as a guy who's almost going to be 30 in march which sucks by the way like i like i, I stopped counting after 30 so. <laughs> like i turned 29 this past march and i was like 
Man, this sucks because uh, this this a birthday's never gonna happen again where it has that two in front of uh-huh. it. Anyway, uh, one thing I've kind of I, I think about is when a team goes into a season with sky high expectations, and your team's gonna go into the season with sky high expectations because you were one win short of doing as well as you could have possibly done. So getting back to that level, that is a very, very high bar. You can have a very successful season and not get there. I'm curious how you, with with high school girls, and it's not just, by the way, it's not just high school girls that are temperamental and, and fragile and everybody, it's all high school students. <laughs> you know, if anything, based on how the girls did, they seem to be stronger than what the boys did last year at St. Mary's Colgan. But anyway, yeah. uh, when you go into the season with that high, of a, of a standard that you're trying to reach. How do you really push a team to know they can go that far while still enjoying it? That's the thing is finding the balance. But, man, I can't say it enough how awesome of kids I have to coach. You know, that's the whole reason I do it is because of the kids. And they're just, you know, we I went and watched them play in sub-state volleyball, and they lost the first game in the championship. Then they came back and just crushed them. They just – so one thing about our kids is they do a pretty good job of keeping their composure – you really can't tell if we're up by 30 or we're down by 30. Like, they just don't get too rattled. So, and I don't know that they, I feel the pressure personally, but as far as the kids go, I, I don't know that they do. I just don't know that they have that, I don't know how to explain it. That's, I don't think that's how they think. And I feel like even when we're not very good, we still have a target on our back just because we're St. Mary's Colgate. Everybody wants to beat us, <laughs> even when we're terrible. I mean, I've been having years like that and, you know, they went, they celebrate like they won a state championship and we're not good. But I don't, I just don't think, I don't know. We're, my thing, biggest thing to them is um, I watched a video. It's called, I'll have to send it to you. You'll like it. It's called I Get To. Um, mm-hmm. It's like we get to play together. Yeah. We get an opportunity. And that's one of my biggest focuses this year is we get, you know, maybe we, you know, maybe we don't make it out of this, you know, sub-state tournament. Maybe we finish, I don't know. But I just want them to enjoy every day and every game. You know, don't take it for granted because it's gone before you know it. A good book that you'll like is uh, Billy Billie Jean King's autobiography. And it, the title of it is Pressure is a Privilege. Yeah, that's for, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's just, and I put a lot of pressure on myself because I'm just a very competitive person. So even, <laughs> you know, this weekend, I'm already getting the jitters and just, you know, what do I need to do? And I met with my assistant once a week. You know, we were practice playing in and. Um, he's, you know, Hunter, he's great help too. He's so excited. It's just, it's nice. I think the kids that I have are excited and the culture that, you know, we're trying to create is really good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw you over the summer a little bit. I saw you, you brought a team here to Parsons. You actually played at the middle school. I think the high school was getting its floor redone. Uh, you played at the middle school against two teams I cover with some frequency, which, and that is the Parsons girls and the Cherry Barrel girls. I know you and Kelsey Overacker are another friend of the show here. Yeah. I know you guys are pretty close. She's the head coach over at Cherryville. Uh, and then uh, Pat Shibe's a fellow Catholic, just like all of us. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, the first time you're on here, we can all go the hell together. <laughs> but once, uh, I, I'm curious. I, 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 want, I want to talk about your team and who you got coming back. But I, I do want to get your take as the St. Mary's Colgan coach. You're going to be viewed as one of the better teams in this area. What did you think of, first, let's ask you about Cherryville. What did you think about Cherryville and that team when you saw them? They're going to be a lot different missing that Mariah Monroy. They had a real, they had a pretty good core of girls that they've had over the last few years depart, and it's going to be a, on kind of a younger group now. To And it's also going to be Overacker's fourth year there. So the people she inherited that were freshmen 
are now seniors. How she's developed a program over four years is going to be put to the test. I'm curious what you what you see in them. Yeah, you know, I have a lot of respect for Kelsey. She's one of my good friends, and oh, we talk almost daily still, but she's done a great job. She has to deal with, you know, a lot of different adversity that, um, fortunately, I don't have to deal with, you know, with the kids that mm-hmm. I have. But, um, I, you know, they're young, but they're scrappy. She's got a lot of athletes that are go-getters, and I know Mariah will be a big loss for them. And we all go through those, you know, rebuilding years. I've had... I've had one losing season, but um, we've been, you know, right there. Tw- well, we're like 12 and 8, 11 and 9, you know, a couple years. And it's mm-hmm. just, you want your kids to peak at the right time. And I think she'll get them there. Man, she, she's she been through the gauntlet, you know, with her sub-state draws. You know, those are our league teams. And they're drawer. They're good. Frontenac, they're good. Like, they're they're good. They're the well-coached. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it's, it, and the way we play in the CNC is a lot different than – Oh, what is it? The Tri Valley. Tri Valley. Yeah, yeah, it's just a there's different good style. teams in the Tri Valley, but it's not quite. It, it's more very top heavy. Yeah, up well, there. It's, and, it's a lot of up and down, and we play more. You know, I wouldn't say fundamental, but I, I don't know how to explain it. But they play it's faster not a fast, pace. Yeah, and we're more, you know, disciplined. I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I think she does a great Deliberate's job. Deliberate's a good. Deliberate, yeah. We're yeah. That's probably a good way to describe it. But she does mm-hmm. a great job. I, you know what? Though sometimes those teams that you have not as high expectations. Those are the ones that thrive because there's not pressure. You know, you can just go out and play basketball. Yeah. If, you know, the expectations aren't there. You can just go have fun and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at, I want to get your take on Parsons. Uh, they were a team that Pat Chibby's going to be in his third year now. Uh, I, I'm very curious what you thought about them. They get, if I remember that scrimmage, they gave you problems for about a half and then another half of a quarter. So they were. For about two and a half quarters, they were all you could handle. Yeah. And I remember watching that thinking, if Parsons is given St. Mary's Colgan problems, that is a tremendous sign. The summer comes with every grain of salt you can find. Coaches are trying out new sets. You're trying out new lineups. You, you know, some of your girls may or may not be there. I was just going to say, you're trying to get the kids to show up. Well, yeah, like <laughs> it's, you know, every grain of salt you can find is you know, comes with watching summer basketball. But, you know, you talked about you've had losing seasons. You've had around 500 seasons. Parsons has been on the other end of that, on the complete end, other end of the spectrum from what you experienced last year. And they've been there for a couple of years now. I'm curious, but there's some expectations that are starting to grow on them. Yeah. How, what did you see in them in that, in that one time you saw them in the summer? And I'm curious how you, as a coach, try to approach a team that feels like they're about to turn the corner. Yeah, um, I we've not played Parsons. We tried to get them on our schedule this year, you know, when we lost a couple mm-hmm. of games. And I, I just met Pat this summer, and he, but we've been in contact, you know. But he's a great guy, and I was really impressed with the girls. You know, I knew they didn't have much, you know, the, the previous years. And going in there, I didn't know what to expect. But, man, they can shoot it. I mean, anytime we had to go to a zone, we struggled. I mean, mm-hmm. and we're not – I can be completely honest. We're not a great zone – Defensive team, we play, you know, exceptional man. But when it comes to letting kids set their feet, we're not good at it. But they shot the ball really well, and, you know, they had some good athletes. So it'll be – I'm interested and excited to follow, you know, how well they do this year. Yeah. It's always nice to get different teams to follow who you're not competing against, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to see them succeed and, you know, see how far yeah. they can go. And I think there's – you know, I don't know how exactly it all unfolded. I'm sure it was – I mean, it was hosted by Parsons, so I'm sure it was Pat Shiby that was – you know, orchestrated and coordinated who he wanted to bring in. There's a reason he called you and said, come play us. And I think he want one, he, he wanted to, his team to go up against great competition. But two, that's 
he he wants them. To, he wants the girls to see, hey, we can compete with a team like you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. It was your depth that wore them down over the time. Yeah, and that'll be something that in our size we have. Yes. I mean, the twin towers that <laughs> it's just unreal. I've never they have had a really it good big and Anaya Hinman, but you have like two or three that can go. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, sprint down the court as she needs a reinforcement. Yeah, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see how well they mm-hmm. do this year. Uh, we gotta go to a quick break. You want to stick around? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Coach Farabi. We'll be right back here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the War Room here on KOKC. I'm your host, Sean Fry. We've got Abby Farabi, St. Mary's St. Mary's Colgan girls basketball head coach in the house. Uh, Abby, we were talking a lot about some teams you saw in the summer. We got to talk about your roster, though. You, uh, you, you gave me your time to come on to come on my show and <laughs> uh, and fill, fill a guest slot. So I, I got to open the mic up to you a little bit. Uh, tell me about some of the girls you got coming back. Uh, you know, obviously, I think the name I'm most familiar with is Lily Brown. Uh, I remember watching her in track. In addition to your basketball team, I watched her in track last year. Uh, I remember her beating Grayson Freeze. Um, a really good track athlete and tennis athlete who's now playing college tennis here from Parsons. She was the SEK champion, uh, the 100-meter hurdles, for two, three years in a row. Hadn't lost a race except at regionals or state for quite a long time. I watched Lily Brown come in as a freshman and beat her by two seconds. <laughs> and I was like, man, that girl can fly. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me a little bit about who you got. You know, Lily Brown, she's a well-known name after the state tournament, you know, she hit that buzzer beater for us. Um, the best part about that was when Lily hit that shot, she thought there was, thought there was still time on the clock. She didn't realize we had won the game. So she was, she was yeah. out the garden. <laughs> so everyone, you know, I, we have a picture of it. So I don't know who snapped it, but it was the best picture. They're like, Lily, we won. And she's like, oh my gosh. But it was awesome. But the great thing about Lily is um, she's just a phenomenal kid. You know, there was times I'd be getting ready to do our pregame. And I'm like, where's Lily? She's filling up the water bottles. You know, she was still doing her freshman roles, and I just told her, I was like, you know, you're going to have to give that up because I, m- what I'm saying is more important than you filling the water bottles up. But she just, mm-hmm. you know, picking up the towels and stuff, and she's just a good kid, and she's a she's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, I, in basketball— Which means she has no none of that deadly sin of pride. No, not at all. And she's—you know, basketball is probably her third favorite sport behind track and cross country. I mean, she's a great mm-hmm. runner, but she, her ceiling's just so high, and— I was, you know, laughing because she, she touched the rim. Like, she's five foot eleven and she touched the rim. So, she'll be, you know, bringing her back. She she played about half the season for us last year. And mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how she, you know, there'll be pressure on her because of what, you know, the success she has. But she, She's going to be a sophomore this year? Uh-huh. Gosh. Yep. So, you get her for three more seasons, yeah. including this one. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I, I Somebody's got to get in her head. And I don't want to speak for her or her parents or for you or for anybody else. And if someone has a first love, go after it. But... 5'11 can touch the rim. You'd have to convince me you shouldn't be pursuing basketball. Yeah, well, she's, her, her, her toucher on the basket. I mean, she has such, and she can, she puts her hands up. You can throw it to her. She can catch it. I mean, she's, she's just like a go-go gadget arms, but she's just, you know, a great kid. And, you know, we bring mm-hmm. back, she was all state, um, Lauren Torrance, first yeah. team all state. She'll be a junior. She's six foot two. The nice thing about Torrance is she can shoot the ball. Um, she'll mm-hmm. probably be our backup, one of our backup point guards because she has good handles. You got a six-two backup point guard, it's, and it's like, Fun where do you put her? But you know, and she, I, she really uh, worked hard this summer. She played travel ball, um, and she's, she had a great summer. You saw a lot of maturity from her because mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit that Lauren Torrance is my punching bag. You know, if someone <laughs> messes up, Torrance is getting the brunt of it because she can take <laughs> it. But you know, it, I, I'm really excited. I think she's going to have a great. 
She had a great year last year. I think she averaged mm-hmm. 15 points a game, but I just feel like she's going to turn that next level for mm-hmm. us. And then we bring back our point guard, um, Lauren Yagmar. She's been a starter for me for three years. She's played for me for four years. She was an All-State player. She sees the floor really well, and she's yeah. a great defender. Um, she's she's our she's our engine for sure. You know, her stat mm-hmm. line may not be astronomical, but she does a lot for us that goes unnoticed. Um, not by me, but, mm-hmm. you know, by the people who only care about the stats. And then, you know, we lost Caitlin Crossan and Riley. Big, great leaders. Just Caitlin Crossan is one of the best athletes I've ever seen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll be, and she was a great leader, you know, vocally she was. And then Riley, she was a great defender. She had the game of her life. You know, she's one of the big reasons we won the first round of states. So big shoes to fill with them. But then we have um, Gabby Riddell and Emily Emhoff, who are going to be seniors, who played great minutes for us, you know. So they'll fill those spots. Um, we had a couple of kids that decided not to play. So we'll, our bench will be, you know, we got Anna Westhoff, a junior. We got Ava Glover, junior. We got Polona, who'll be a sophomore. I got some freshmen. I mean, I'm not concerned at all. You know, I have some really, really good athletes mm-hmm. who are bought in. So um, I'm really excited. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. how they handle this year. There was a uh, there was a lot of attention thrust onto the program when uh, w- when you guys were making your your postseason run last year. But I-, I wanted to talk to you personally. There was a lot of attention put on you. Jacob Leonard at KOAM comes and mics you up during a game. Uh, Best piece he's ever done, by the way, was watching you. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a as a coach in Southeast Kansas where, you know, you're not, you're not Gino Ariyama. You're not used to constant cameras in your face and microphones and everything like that. You, I mean, you go home and, and take care of your kids and, you know, you be a normal person. You're not normal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not normal. You're right. There's a lot wrong with me. <laughs> but from a personal perspective, I've always been kind of curious, how does, when you're facing a lot of media attention, how does that affect you? I don't even think about it. You know, he he asked me the day before if he could mic me up, and I was talking to Caleb about it. He's like, that's awesome. I was like, I don't know. And, you know, we were. I was joking with Jacob. He's like, I'm going to have a really good piece or a really bad piece. Like, if you lose— you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be terrible. And, you know, and that was my first win in, um, you know, in the postseason. So it's something that I can look back on. And it's just, you know, there's he sent me a message, my sister, after we won. She's in the mic being inappropriate, you know, and he sent it to me because <laughs> she forgot I was mic'd up. But it's just, you know, things like that that you kind of forget about. But then I'll, I'll always have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the kids, too. I mean, it was really special to me. Um, I'm not like in the, yeah, like you said, I'm not a real public person. I, I don't mind doing it, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, but I, I don't mind doing it. I'm just not very good at it. So if, if I'll take the opportunity, but who knows what's, you know, what's going to come out of my mouth. I'm pretty sure he mic'd up your sister, Cassie Rooms, the front neck softball yep. coach too, later that season. I, I think mean, that in substate, uh, I think it was Gerard. <laughs> yeah. regional, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's... We're both pretty energetic. You know, we, we don't have filters and uh we're intent we're both very intense coaches you, know, mm-hmm. you either like us or you you hate us i mean there's no in between that, how is that intensity uh perceived by a lot by the parents of the players that you coach just like that you either love us or you hate us <laughs> i mean it's we are who we are we don't sugarcoat it and mm-hmm. um i think the kids that go out you know their parents know what they're getting we're not i mean we're you don't hide it no nope, yeah. no nope, we don't but you know what the thing is is we're our kids biggest supporters too you know, we the kids. Know, I think the kids and the parents know that we may be hard on your kid, but we'll also love them and support them. You know, in anything that they do. So 
I think it's just a just got to keep that in mind, you know, just finding that balance, which I'm still working on, but one day I'll figure it out. What do you think? So you say you're working on that balance and you think you can get better at it. What makes you think, what, where do you feel like you need improvements in balancing how everything that comes with being a coach and a mom and everything like that? Well, the biggest thing is I think kids nowadays need positive reinforcement, which doesn't come natural to me. I just ex- have expectations. You know, if a kid <laughs> makes a basket, I expect them to make a basket. But I feel like right now with the kids that we have, they need coddled a little bit. And it took me a little while. You know, I, mm-hmm. it's just not I, I just not who I am. But I know that I have to adapt to what I have. And the kids are going to thrive more in that environment. You know, I, I try to be more positive instead of just pointing out the negative. Mm-hmm. Even though the kids usually only, you know, you can tell them 100 positive things. And they'll just remember that one negative thing. So it's just, you know, trying to find ways to keep them encouraged. Because Even my own daughter, like she's a, she's. She's in third grade and I coach her traveling team. And it's just like, she's like, you never tell me good job. I'm like, but I expect you to, you know, it's just, it's just hard for me. You know, you, you coach a third grade traveling team. Oh yeah. Team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. It's uh, yep. And a, in a three-year-old Y team, also my three-year-old Y team, which is terrible. But I love it though, you know. Three I love year olds play basketball. Well, they—I wouldn't even call it that. She was yeah. adamant on doing it, but she's too worried about the snacks. That's all she's there <laughs> for—is the snacks. So, <laughs> you, do you do you watch um, uh, Ted Lasso? Have you seen that show? Uh-uh. There's all—it's a good show. Highly recommended. Uh, it's a there's a scene in there where like a for a soccer player who retires, he's like this old grizzled guy who curses a lot and everything like that. He starts coaching like his little niece's team and like. He's super like over aggressive. Yeah, with them that, and that was definitely me in the beginning, and I still have you know <laughs> m- moments for sure. But I also think you know it's just the the parents know and the culture. You know, basketball is an intense sport. Yeah, you know it's it's a big it's a probably the most hi, the highest profile for girls sports. Maybe the most media, the most fans usually. I would agree. Yeah. You know, over a sustained period of time, yes. Yeah. Volleyball gets a lot of focus during the postseason. Exactly. You'll see softball get a lot of focus uh-huh. during the postseason, but a, a sustained period of time, you're going to see it with basketball in the yeah. area for sure. Yeah, so it's it's just, you know, and you hope, you know, there's a big crowd and stuff, but I I mean, I live for it. It's, it's what keeps me going, so we'll see how long I go. Give me an anecdote of what what is the story you tell about an effect that being as intense as you have been has had on your life? Whether you just came home with no voice or literally like almost passed out. Give me give oh, give gosh. the reader give give the listeners all something of good it, to all go of off it. On. You know, there's games where I I'm squatting down and I get up and I'm lightheaded. I, I'm known for my foot stomping. I'm sure you've heard that. <laughs> it was on the uh, video. Yeah. That Jacob Leonard got. Yes, I'm a foot stomper. I've gotten better, but um, that's how I'm known. You know, because I stomp my feet and I wear heels, so it's just. But, I mean, I lose my voice every season, you know, and I, I'm an emotional. You know, after we won that first round, I was in tears. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just awesome. I just, you know, you win big, you lose, you know, it's hard. It, you know, both ways, I it just means a lot to me. And I, maybe that's why I have had success in the program because I am bought in and the kids know it too, mm-hmm. you know. I want to get your take on something. Uh, do you – so when you played at Manhattan – Let's just be real. One, great opportunity to play on the Kansas State floor. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's great for the kids to be able to experience that. And I recognize the value in that. But I also wonder to a degree, like, that gym probably felt quiet because that gym is made for, you know, 10,000 people. And 
not not anywhere near ten thousand people showed up for a state for a high school girls class two A state tournament. I'm curious, and you see that in almost every state tournament in in the state, unfortunately. With one exception is the one that's in Emporia because the Emporia gym is tiny. Yeah. The Emporia State gym yeah. is small, so that gym usually gets packed and it gets loud in there. I'm curious what you think about that atmosphere, and do you think maybe they should just move some of these state tournaments to a little more to more more uh, uh, confided gyms? No, because I have to be completely honest with you. I, I, our support compared to other schools is not good. I mean, you mm-hmm. go to the, the fan clubs. Is twice as big as ours, you know, and it, it's unfortunate, but I think it would be a detriment to us. But our kids are also used to it, you know. We laugh when we're coming out. And we're like, man, all the fans are here, and there's five people in the gym. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's and it's it stinks. You know, you don't like it like that. But I don't think my kids. It goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, like pressure, all that. It doesn't bother them. Like they just go out there and they play because they love the game. They love each other. You know, it's a great group mm-hmm. of kids that are invested in each other. So. I, I mean, like when we played at home that first round, I'm never for us never had anything like it in my ten years. Um, you know, you go there were still pretty good fans for us in Manhattan, but not like the other schools. So I, I mean, I feel like if we got a smaller gym, it might it might hurt us a little bit. You might notice the numbers a little more. Might notice the disparity a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. Not that you know, I I notice it, but and, and it bothers me. I, I have to be honest, it bothers me. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's just a small bump in the road that we can get that our culture back up to where it was a couple of years ago, but I just don't, you know, I rack my mind, my brain about it, but there's only so much I can control. It's just getting my kids out there, giving 110%, making it fun to watch. And, you know, hopefully success will bring people in the fan in the stands. There you go. Coach, thank you for coming on the show. Once again, very happy to have you open door anytime you want to come on. <laughs> and I don't have to drag you in uh, by your heels screaming in here. <laughs> uh, good luck to you this season. Uh, I'm excited to see how you guys do. Uh, I hope is Lebec County's not on your schedule, are they? No. If if there's a snow out game that we need to fill for both of you schools, you need to get in Christy Snyder's ear, and we need to get that game scheduled. I'll I, leave I, that I would up love to you. To- yeah, <laughs> sounds like you've already got it figured out. So. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, oh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, that'll do it here on the War Room. Thanks again to Abby Farabi, head coach of St. Mary's Colgan Girls Basketball, for coming on the show. Uh, def- uh, reigning state runner-ups. They're going to be trying to make another run. Uh, basketball season is here. My favorite time of year, and I can't wait. That'll do it on the War Room. Stay safe, and God bless.